Hello and welcome to episode 5 of the Pub Meeple Podcast. Today we'll be talking about our gaming uh, disappointments and um, surprises. And uh, as always, we have uh, our, our regular crew here. I'm Gary. I'm Proper Brian. I'm Chuck. And just Brian here. Uh, as always, I guess let's let's start off with a little bit about uh, what, what brew we're drinking. Uh, Proper Brian, I don't think you've started in, in a couple episodes. Cool. I'll go. Um, of course... Um, everyone brings a good uh, brew to the table, and I, I have to bring a good coffee to the table uh, this week again. It's a, uh, a Pete's coffee. It's a Major Dixon's blend. It's a dark brew. It's really, really yummy and good, um, and it's especially good if you cold brew it. So uh, look it up and try it. It's really good. Is this going off your your you, – you've cold brewed before. Is this yeah. part of the – thing that y'all are doing more regular now yeah we're, we're trying to uh we're trying the cold brew thing it, it might um make it seem like coffee snobs but really it just tastes good it so. is a trend right now but it is supposed to take some of the the bitterness away right it takes some of the acid- acidity out which is important for me in my weak stomach so gotcha there you go <laughs> practical reasons too what uh what do you have there shuck i think it's something well, pretty familiar to yeah, us yeah well so, proper Brian brought out the breakfast out last week, and did you go with Founders? Yeah, Founders again. Founders for the win. Uh, well, Founders makes it, it another episode. You got me like you got me wanting a breakfast out. Can we get so. them to sponsor us? Totally. Let, <laughs> yeah, that would be a uh, you know a dream right there. But uh, anyway, you got it in my head, so I was like, I I have to have one. So it I, it should be in your head because it's delicious. It is delicious. I'm interested in uh in what uh Just Brian has over there. It's the Golden Drock. I have another. So when you when you finish your giant bottle over there, you can you're welcome to one. It's um Golden Drock Belgian Ale. This is probably the first, I guess, Belgian style beer I ever had. Um, and it's a, it's it's got its moments where I can't drink it all the time, but uh it's it's very complex. But tonight, it hit the spot. So. That's uh, that's awesome. I actually want to try that one. Um, Take one with you. Yeah. Take one with you. On your well, I may have to. Today I have um, a Real Ale Brewing Co. Brewing Company um, Black Quad, and this is my second time having this. I really enjoy this beer. Um, it's just a darker uh, quadruple. Um, and I'll say this for the for the value minded, it's like six dollars or seven dollars for a bomber, which is pretty cheap. That's really cheap. And uh, in the it's way better than like what I would expect from say seven dollar beer. Um, it's it's delicious. It's great. Um, for for us non as educated beer people, uh, what is a quad? Yeah, thanks mean? for asking because I <laughs> you know I didn't have to. Then. Actually, I think just Brian knows a little, lot more about. Oh, that I'm gonna than mess I do. that up. Yeah, but so this is like a Trappist inspired ale. Yeah, and, and so is the Golden Drock. These are these are Trappist, and I, I I think mine might be a quad too, but. You got you got doubles, triples, and and quads, and it's it's how awesome you are. I, I all I know is my taste. That that's not that's really not true. That makes perfect for sense. my taste. I love quads. Let's just go with and that. I, I like and that. And one of, probably my favorite beer of all time is uh, fifteen fifty four by New Belgium uh, Brewing Company, and it's a uh, black lager. Mm-hmm. And so when you take a black quad, apparently you come up with this amazing... Like you found the center of the universe. Yes, like the first time I had it, I was like, this is like two things I like combined. I will say on the new really Belgian good. line, even though we're not drinking those tonight, um, they have a quad and they have a triple, and I like their triple a little bit better. Yeah, the triple's better. Yeah, yeah, totally. So I guess we better uh, kind of talk about some board games while we're here. Um, 
Uh, Proper Brian, you had something you want to talk about that you've been playing? Sure. Um, just uh, maybe was it? I don't remember. Last week, um, I finally got to play Letters from Whitechapel, and um, I'm a I'm a big fan of the the hidden movement genre of games. It's one of the genres that actually got me into war gaming to begin with with Scotland Yard. So um, getting to, getting that one to the table was uh, a lot of fun. It's a really great game. I mean, it. Is a, it's more complex than Scotland Yard is, uh, less complex than something like Fury of Dracula, uh, but um, it's really a sweet spot for, for a game like that. Really great game. I love it. Um, as soon as I can find a copy, I'll probably be getting it, and um, I, I highly, highly recommend it. It's a lot of fun. I think I, think I really want to try that one, especially after kind of playing more of the vanilla hidden movement games, and, and but still there's that I don't know. I've been a little scared off from some of the others, like uh, like the the. Um, oh, what am I trying to think of? There's another one. Fury. Yeah, Fury Dracula. Dracula. Thank Dracula. you. Yeah, Fury Dracula. I've been kind of scared off of that one just because of the play time and, and the complexity. This one still looks complex, but it does it doesn't look unapproachable. So right. No, that's exact. That's absolutely right. Fury of Dracula is a lot longer than letters, in, in my opinion. Anyway, it, it moves a lot slower. Um, Less moving pieces, but those pieces work really, really well. So I like it a lot. Well, uh, I guess I'll go next. Yeah, we, uh, sure. We, Chucky so, do. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we just finished playing a uh, game of uh, Power Grid, uh, and that was my first time just now. ever playing it. Just, just now. Yeah. Like, just now with just Brian. Just now. Just tell like them. We just, just took now. it off the table. Yeah. Like, yeah just like right now. now. Uh yeah, and that's not the magic of recording either. Like, as you're listening to this, we just finished playing. That's it. right. Yeah. So whenever uh, you listen to this, <laughs> it doesn't that's, matter. That's how amazing we are. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's it's a uh, unfortunately it's not a game I had ever gotten to the table before. But uh, you know I really I really like it. Um, at, when we first started playing, I was getting a little. Um, uh, anxious because I tend to like to min-max things, and I started adding up all the numbers and actually trying to do the math in my head. It's second nature to you, and so once I just let it go, that's right, and just kind of got the general idea. Frozen it, style. It, be- it became yeah. a lot more fun. He, he sang the song. No, no, I didn't. No, um, you know, that, that, never mind. Um, <laughs> we'll just leave. Probably it best we don't go. There. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it, it was, uh, I was really impressed with it. Um, I mean, it, it is an older game, and for as old of a game it is, I mean, you wouldn't know. No, if, you if wouldn't. If you didn't know what year it came out with, and it had just, like, a re, uh, like a new issue of it came out just now, uh, you would think it was a new game if you're coming into the hobby. Um, the the auctioning is really great. Um, I, I really like the, the turn order in this one. I think is a very unique way of doing turn order, um, where... Getting ahead kind of puts you behind a little bit, um, not a whole lot, but it, it does a little bit. And the just the auctioning in general. And the uh, the other thing, one of the reasons why I wanted to play is because I've been studying market games, and uh, I really like the way the market works in this one too. So it's a really great game, solid game that has, I mean, made way for the games that we get to play now in this modern era of, of board gaming. So. Right. I think if you're a hobbyist and and kind of a self-proclaimed hobbyist. Um, and you want to play a lot of those uh, the, those games that have kind of made our hobby that that we wouldn't have some other game if it wasn't for this game. You need to at least you, you need to at least get a play through a play, Power Grid. I totally agree there. 
Uh, what have you been playing, uh, Just Brian? Well, we played uh, you and I. We uh, again, we played. Um, I get to play with Gary quite often because he's 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 available a lot with my schedule. But uh, we played um, Lords of Vegas. Oh yeah, together. Um, love Lords of Vegas. Such I, I think I game. love it more now after our last playthrough. I really enjoyed it. That was my first time playing it. Um, I liked it a lot. Uh, and I'm not. It's not going into it. It wasn't exactly. I wasn't sure what to expect and. Man, it was. I was pleasantly surprised. I, I enjoyed the heck out of that game. I think the best game of that night, though, um, with every there's five of us there, and we had a new gamer there. We had some old, uh, more veteran gamers. The best game of the entire night was Skull. I would agree, um, man. Like, and I, that was my second time playing it. It was better this time than the first time, and it, it was it was great. If you haven't played Skull, I don't want to just throw these games out there. Um, uh, but I, I, Lords of Vegas, if you haven't played that, just go look it up. We've we've talked about it before. Uh, but we've never really talked about Skull before. This is about as as basic bluffing as you can get. It doesn't get any yeah. more distilled than Skull as far as a straight bluffing game. Um, and and it, it was it was a riot that night. I mean, it, it really oh. won the night for all of us. I think all five of us said this is the best thing we did this I night. I think it was kind of great to play it at the end of the night, too, because it was kind of – like, we played some good games that night, and then you, you kind of ended on, like, this really great game, so you – you kind of ended that game night on a high. Like, you know, you didn't go out playing, like, um, some game that, like, hey, let's just try this game none of us have ever played, and, you know, it's okay. No, I mean, that game was awesome. I mean, how many time, how many rounds did we play? Like, three or four of them in maybe half an hour. I mean, yeah. it was, yeah, it was, it was great. Good. And was you good. guys have not uh, – I haven't played this yet. Yeah, well, like, you, so, keep, you, keep, you were invited that night. Yeah, so that's going to have to change now. Yeah. I mean, yeah we we need to bring it to a meetup. We could play it, um, like – before we record, we could yeah. play a, a half dozen games, and you'd want to. It's the kind of game you start playing. You yeah, it's play it. it's it's it is a filler game. We could we can bust it out anytime at a restaurant, whatever you know. So and, and like deduction or like uh, bluffing games are not like my forte. They're not like they don't draw me in. But this is one that now after I played it, like I've almost added it. To, I've actually have added it to my Amazon cart, and then put it back out. It's, I've done. I'm. It's going to be mine eventually. So it's funny y'all mention that. I actually played. Uh, Continuing on my Paco games. Oh yeah, uh, Lie is another game that they have, um, and it, it's it's that whole liar's dice skull thing. Uh, but what's really cool about this one is it has two numbers on either side of the card. You get to choose what your combinations are, and so you you get to like <laughs> you get to modify it and really kind of mess things up. That was pretty cool. Uh, but it, it's along the same cool. lines. I mean, it's very very basic bluffing. Yeah, yeah. I think maybe just having. A pretty pure bluffing game without a lot of um, the trappings that you kind of can throw on there to, I guess, to kind of make that game more complex. I think maybe that maybe that's the way to go when you're designing. It's just let's see how how simple we can keep this without adding too much. You know, I mean, obviously you have to add your own little flavor to it. But um, one one thing that I played lately, and I know it's kind of gotten some uh, some attention, I guess, at least in the, in the heavier heavier game realm, was. Um, and I really enjoyed was the uh, an infamous traffic. It's uh, it's a game by Cole Worley uh, from uh, Holland Spiel, and it's a small publisher, war game publisher. But um, the game has an oddest um, theme. I've one of the oddest themes I've, I've ever heard. Um, you're essentially uh, playing merchants in uh, the opium uh, trade, and uh, you're starting wars and such, and in China, and. Um, it's it's I've heard it said that the game is very opaque and 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 that meaning that you don't necessarily always understand like when you when you take an action you don't necessarily understand 
what the all the ramifications of that action are. So you do something, you understand why you're doing it now, but you might not understand kind of how that's going to interact with everything. And it's it's also a game. I heard that the I heard the designer in an interview. Um, use the term sharp elbows and I mean it's a very nasty little game like and, and if you think about it thematically I mean if we're the type of people that are uh, you know uh, selling opium to the natives and also like you know using them to uh, to pick our, pick our crops and and take it take it across the seas um, we're probably not like you know just the greatest moral you know com- you know have the greatest moral compasses so um, you're very nasty to everyone in that game and but it, I mean the game was, I mean, component quality was kind of meh. <laughs> I mean, the, the map is, a, the board is actually just like a poster paper, I think. Like, you know, it's two halves, and you have to, like, like our friend Craig, I played with him. He had, he had to put a piece of glass over it, um, like a lot of war gamers do with, with their games. But um, the, mechanically, the game was, was just brilliant. I mean, you're always trying to one-up people, and, like, everyone's always undermining what you just did, and it's very, very tough. You, you bring up a... A point that is probably a topic for another podcast um, <laughs> that we could probably can of worms and come back to. Um, but so, you, you know, the theme of that game is, is, you know, could be off-putting to some people because of the nature of it. Yeah. And and so like the game that I mentioned, Letters from Whitechapel, is the kind of kind of similar because it's about a murderer. It's about Jack yeah. the Ripper. And uh, obviously you have two sides to the game where one per, you know, one team's trying to stop him and he's out murdering people and like picking his victims and uh <laughs> I mean, it, I mean, it's kind of creepy a little bit yeah. if you think about it and you get beyond just the game itself but and I mean that might, might be something we want to tackle later but like how like how do you feel like the theme of of that game uh like would I mean is that something that's like you could you feel like you would feel comfortable like introducing to pretty much anyone or would you be like more cautious with that i'll say with this game i, I did actually have that thought i was like you know you're kind of doing something that's uh, morally reprehensible but with this game like and, and even at the end of the game i was like what what did we do this game what did we accomplish we uh we sold a lot of opium you know um we started an opium war and we like were very cut cutthroat but when you look at it i mean it's not like it, you know, and the game includes some historical stuff. I mean, it's not like the game's really like glorifying it well, at all. I mean, yeah, you won the game, but you also kind of did some. That's that's some one pretty of the bad strategies stuff. too, isn't? Is to have like the the government come after you, and and like winning when to uh, kind of sell people out is like one of the the. So I I heard about this game just yes. shortly before you played it, yeah. and I was really jealous when I got. Shuck, you need to play it with it. <laughs> from what I understand, I don't want to spend too long on this one game, but from what I understand, talking to Craig, and Craig and I actually had a, it's the kind of game, I'll say this, that for like two days after I played it, the game was like still on my mind. I was messaging Craig back and forth like on, on Messenger, like strategies and ideas and could I have done this and should I have done that. Um, and I'll say this, like Shuck, like Shuck said, you there's a strategy to actually Forcing, like, because the game, I think, goes, like, five rounds, I want to say. It's either four or five rounds. But the game can end early if, basically, you just tank everything. And, you know, a war starts and things get out of control. So there's an actual strategy to the game where you actually, and, and, and at that point, whoever has the most chits on the board wins. So you could even, like, you could go put a bunch of low-value chits where no one else can kind of come and under, underbid you because you've already underbid I mean, you've, you've just bid it so low, no one else can underbid your services mm. and then force the game to an end. 
uh, an early end and then win that way, even though you have less money, less reputation, less everything, you kind of come out the the victor, which I found fascinating. I mean, I don't know if I want to take the game. I don't want to take it that way, but um, yeah, I just I, the game interested me, and I've, I've I don't know if I can buy it because I don't. Aside from you guys and Craig, I don't know who I'd really well, play it's with. It's a it's a fairly expensive game for the component quality that you get, and it. it is it because it's a small distributor? Yes, or a small distributor. Type? I could you could buy the print and play for thirteen dollars. Oh, okay. And I've thought about doing that, and then just using some of like our YouTube videos. I'll go ahead and plug our YouTube videos real quick. Uh, <laughs> YouTube.com slash Pub Meeple. Um, we have some really, like, you know, uh, just Brian has uh, has some really great tutorials on there for uh, kind of uh, com- game components for prototyping and whatnot. And I thought I might use some of that information and kind of make my copy kind of a deluxe copy. But, um, and anyways, that's that's an infamous well, traffic. Infamous really traffic? Enjoy- yeah, an infamous traffic by and Cole Worley. And, and infamous traffic, yeah. yes. And um, the, the history... Oh, uh, the historical st- content in the like rulebook and stuff was kind of m- made you understand that the designer was in no way like saying, "Hey, this is a great thing. I'm glad this all happened." Yeah, you know? maybe, maybe that's why it's so bland looking because there's yeah. not a whole yeah. lot of theme look. It's to not it. a pretty game. <laughs> no, it, it, maybe it's to just disconnect that that theme from it. It's very bit. functional. <laughs> yeah, and I guess there's probably another conversation we had about how design and like, I guess form over function and whatnot. But um, yeah. So, anyways, I didn't mean to hijack that section there. But um, <laughs> so that's that's what we've been playing. I guess uh, does anyone else have anything else that, that that's that set the table recently? Now I want to throw out um, a game that I know Shuck has been playing a lot on, and this is a, a digital version of of a game, um, and it's Onirum. Is that how you say yes, it? Yes, Onirum is yeah. awesome. So I picked that up um, a couple of days ago and have been playing it and. I really like it a lot. It's, like it, it's an amazing solo player game. Yeah, yeah. it's a solitaire game uh, where you're trying to collect uh, these sets of cards that have you know, the same color, different symbols on them, and play them in a certain order um, uh, to unlock these doors. And uh, but you have to. The, the game offers a lot of really interesting choices, um, like in how you use your cards, like what you discard. Uh, what you use a key for, you know, there's there's different kinds of cards in the game, but a uh, really fun game, a perfect game for a for like an an iPhone or a, a, a mobile phone type of situation. Um, yeah, I really like the Asmodee digital stuff that they're doing and the way that they're combining all that. Yeah. Um, and this one right now is currently pretty cheap on. Uh, yeah. But I don't know if it will be when this comes out. But it is a good game. Um, and if you can find it, a physical copy, it's uh, what I do is when I have to go on business trips, I take it to the hotel with me and I just I just play in while I'm That's sitting That's pretty in bed. cool. Well, yeah. when I was younger, I really enjoyed <laughs> playing solitaire. I mean, like like a lot younger, you know, and like getting the cards out, setting them up, playing solitaire. And this kind of reminds me of that. But in a much I mean, it's a much different game than, than the, there is a lot of shuffling to the physical version yeah though, which so. makes the digital version that much <laughs> yeah, better because yeah. i noticed that i was like man i can't imagine these cards making it very long <laughs> there's with the a lot copy. of shuffling anyway, the cards so, hold up pretty well though so an irim is really really good game it's o n i r i m is that right i, I think so yeah o n i r i m an i think uh before we move on we'd be remiss to not talk about uh we we really enjoyed getting um on board game arena and we've been playing uh the they have uh, Russian railroads on there. Yes, 
and like as a group, I don't know. Uh, I don't. We spent a lot of time on Board Game yeah. Arena last month or so. Yeah, and uh, just Brian and I. It started. We we had a couple games going. Then we brought uh, Shuck in, and now we've got all four of us in, and uh, it's pretty brutal. And um, it's yeah, fun. I'm enjoying. Board the Game heck Arena out of it. is getting um, a lot more. Um, uh, a, I don't. I, it seems like they're getting so, some more designer games in there, less of just the abstract games that it was kind of yeah. known for in the past, and, and they're kind of breaking into a lot of the same games that you might find on like Tabletopia, um, kind of kind of things. Yeah. Um, so uh, n- not to necessarily plug board game arena, but yeah, also to plug it, you know, because the more people that are, that are on there, the better the better their stuff's going to yeah. get. So. Well, and the more games they'll get. That's sure. right. Yeah. yeah. And if, and it's if a great want, service. You guys should check it out if you haven't seen it yet. If you want to play a game with the Pub Meeple guys, like yeah, uh, just shoot us, a, shoot us a message uh, uh, on Twitter or just add yeah, Pub Meeple. We'll, we'll find you somehow. And, and, uh, you can search we'll, we'll Shuck. Hook up. Yeah, or just search for <laughs> Shuck. Yeah. Um, I can't believe I got that name. Yeah. I, I, was, yeah. I, I thought it was pretty cool you were able to f- – uh, yeah, You'll be able, able to, to find it. him. The rest of us might take a little work, but, you know, we'll know who our true fans are. It's fine. Well, <laughs> I guess you guys want to go in into our main topic for the uh, – for the evening here, and, and I and that being um, some gaming disappointments as well as some surprises, I guess we'll tackle the uh, dis- disappointments first. So, uh, does anyone have one that was particularly a game or an experience that was particularly disappointing that they'd like to start off with? Well, I, I think I want to start off and talk about it a little bit. Like for me, what makes a game a disappointment? I okay, guess. yeah, that, that'd be and a good place to start because I mean, it's not just. Um, and I don't think here we're talking about necessarily disappointing like experiences because we everyone has those with with any kind of game. It can be the best game in the world, and you can end up with a bad experience with it. But we're talking about a game that overall has is a disappointment as compared to what we thought it would be, you know. And so for me, it's all like, and you, it might be the same for you guys. Um, it's it's always a, uh, the case of um, my expectations for what a game will be. And then uh, the actual experience and mismatch between those two things. So um, uh, I'll just start with one of the games that that I thought of was um, between two cities. And um, so that you know, it's a it's a city building game, a little city building game that has a real unique um, has a unique mechanism in it where uh, two people are working together on the city that's between them on you know on the, in, on the table. Um, and it's a game uh, by Stonemaier Games, and I've had nothing but positive experiences with Stonemaier Games. P- produced by Stone Stonemaier Games, yes, so it's not a Jamie. No, 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 no. But but it's but it was you know pretty right. yeah. It was published by Stonemaier Games. Um, it seems like there needs to be that delineation since that's I think that's the only one he hasn't so far I designed think from up to now. Line, I think that's you know, all. It's yeah. the only one. So that's yeah, that's true. Anyway, so um, going into it, I had higher expectations for it, I guess. And um, it's not that the game was a bad game, even. It, it was fun, but I just left it kind of going, huh, that was okay. Normally, after one of uh, their games, it's more like this whiz-bang, wow, that was amazing kind of experiences. So um, it was disappointing. You know, it was one of those games I was like, well, um, neat, but I don't, I, don't, I don't think I'd play it again And um, it's, you know, obviously it's fine if other people really like it a lot and that's great. But for me, it was one of those things where I had expectations going into it that were a lot higher than what it, for me, delivered on. I may, I may have enjoyed that 
game the most out of all of us. I don't know about Gary, but I, I've en- I've enjoyed Between Two Cities. I, I only recently uh, culled the copy, so I mean it was on my cold list. It did get cold, um, so there is something to that. But it's not because I didn't enjoy the game. It, I had a harder time finding an appropriate yeah. place to play the game with with a group that would enjoy it because I, I felt a lot of it felt flat. It fell flat for a lot of people I was playing it with. While I was trying to enjoy it, you know, so that was my experience as well. I, I thought it was a pretty good game. I, I think, like you, when I saw, hey, Stormbreaker's got a, a game on Kickstarter. You know, well, I love city building games it. too. You know, you know? I was like city building Stormbreaker sounds yeah. good, and I probably, I mean, it was a good game for what it was, but it it didn't really much like Brian Brian said. You know, I I my deal with that game was. I found it was pretty fun. The end game scoring was a little, little janky, I guess you would say, and and I just didn't seem to have an audience for the game, so I ended up calling it, even though I've kind of questioned whether I should have, because I think there's a couple groups that really did enjoy it. Well, um, name recognition can definitely be a part of disappointing games, and I'm going to kind of cheat here and plug one real quick. Uh, for that very reason, uh, Bruno Cathala is one of my favorite designers. He, of all the games on my shelf, he obtains the biggest majority of those games. That's uh, cool. As a matter of fact, two of those games are in my top ten. Wow. So, um, Mission Red Planet, Seven Wonders Duel are both in my top ten. Um, and so when I heard that he had made a penguin game, I love penguins. <laughs> I hype this up little, in my head. A little too much. <laughs> well, we're not going to get in that. Um, <laughs> we'll just say just the right amount. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, I, I had hyped it up in my head. Exactly what's appropriate. Y- exactly. Um, <laughs> I, but I had hyped this game up so much in my head because of the designer and because of the penguins. Uh, I I like some of the mechanisms that are in it. Um, it's what's the game? It, zany penguins. I thought I said it. Did I zany say penguins. Zany penguins. I just pulled the Sam there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, uh, but I, I just the gameplay was kind of like you said, eh. Like I didn't hate it. Uh, there are some other games that I have that kind of do similar feeling set collection uh, that I like more. And so, um, but if you want to if you want to know more, I have a, a full on review of it on the website. That's true. Uh, yeah, and, and so you yeah. can go check that out there. Yeah, we uh, also know about about uh, Shuck's uh, collecting habits and how well. only only one game. Uh, there can be collect- only one. Uh, his collection can fill a spot. So. For those of that are curious, Parade fills this role for me. So, um, I would think I would say Parade's better than Zany. Uh, yeah. Parade's by, amazing by, by, yeah. by a mile. Parade's, yeah. but we're not talking about that right now. <laughs> oh, so, sorry. Okay, let's so go on it. Let's go on a thirty minute, you know, yeah, rabbit ba- trail <laughs> and how awesome Parade is. By the way, but um, back to you, Shuck. So if we're if we're gonna talk about a game that that was actually kind of um, fell on my disappointment radar, it was a. Uh, one of my first Kickstarter games, and we all kind of know how Kickstarter goes, but Asking for Troubles was one that uh, we even did a video on. We did. Um, we, it, it's on, on YouTube, uh, youtube.com slash pubmeeple. And <laughs> this is the podcast Any chance you get. Any chance <laughs> you get. <laughs> you'll be hearing us plug, plug ourselves a lot this, this episode. Hey, Gary did it. Um, <laughs> but it, it's... I, there are so many things that I really liked about this game when I was looking at the Kickstarter. The the artwork was really kind of neat and different. Um, I, I just liked the way that they did it. Uh, I, I liked all the puns in the game. I'm I like puns. They're just 
fun. Puns and penguins. Puns and penguins. Punny penguins. Um, the the. <laughs> Where is this podcast going? <laughs> the, the podcast well, of the, punny penguins. Some some of the other things that I, I really the the things that I liked most about it were the worker placement was a little refreshing to the worker placement genre. Uh, instead of going to a spot and getting blocked out from somebody else uh, when they went there, uh, if they if you had gone there and then they went there, you got your piece back. And so that was kind of cool that you could go wherever you wanted. That's that's also is that also in Euphoria is as it? well? Yes, yeah. So I mean, yeah. it, so is, it is. It has been. It, done. There, there are other games, but it was. Games, I mean, it was, uh, I mean it, was, it was new to me. I had keeping heard that out of, there too. Yeah, yeah. and uh, the other thing that I I really like and I still do like in the game was my favorite part of the whole thing was being able to like customize your ship so that every spot that you went to, not only did you get a specific resource, but you got like extra things based on how you built your ship up in these modules and that was just really cool i love those things those were great the game fell flat with the scoring for me the uh the gold cards the the trobles themselves that you're actually trying to go out there and collect um it's it's global for everyone to work towards the same goal and i don't like that i just it did not hit on the right um the right things for me and i just i'm going for something Right before I get it, somebody else grabs it. And now I have all the stuff that I've built up that I can't use now. And I just, I, man, I was so disappointed in the way that that felt. And to add on to that, at the very end, there are these extra goal bonuses or point bonuses for your scoring um, that you don't know. Well, why those aren't known up front at the beginning of the game is, I mean, I would play it that way every time, where I want to know where those points are. I'm sorry, this one's like really disappointing for me because I had so much high hopes for this game. Tell us how you I really was, feel. I was, I was just so disappointed. That's a podcast, though, right? I mean, so, this I, is a big disappointment for him. Well, the thing is, I remember is that I, being there. Well, I even got to talk to the designer. I was like so curious about the process of kickstarting before I had received the game. Even I think I had talked to him and and uh, kind of did a little interview with him, and, and that it was that was really cool do, getting to do that. But I just. I don't know the scoring system. I just can't. I'd I think the Kickstarter is especially vulnerable to this kind of stuff because Kickstarter is based around hype. It's like, well, it's based around getting attention for your game. And getting attention for your game is a lot of time a lot of people talking about your game, which can hype a game. You know, it can it can make a game really uh people focus in on like all the things they're excited about it and uh, all the you know, it's like the usually the the, all those, a lot of those games are you know highly produced, and they look cool and they sound cool, and then you get it, and yeah, you know it's not quite what you know, didn't well, quite live up to the, the expectations. The components in this game were great, minus the stickers. Uh, but I like any other stickers. game, going through the normal <laughs> normal production process, really, I mean, you don't hear about it till it's about to come out, and so you don't have time for that, and you don't get invested in it, and you know, and, and anyway, so. Well, uh, I will say, Chuck, I mean, I agree with a lot of what you said. No disagreement, uh, other than it being, like, the biggest disappointment. But, uh, you know, I at the time of, of our of our video review, I, I gave it probably the highest rating at the table, and I still think I, I probably have the highest rating here at the table. And so in defense of this game, if I'm going to have to defend it all, because I don't disagree with what <laughs> you're saying, um, there are this, this game does have some issues, but... Those issues can be mitigated. My wife loves this game. That's why 
I mean, it was on my call list for a while. My wife loves it, and mm. she like actually mixed it. She said, no, that's well, a, we're keeping this game. That's a that's huge, a huge plus. plus for me. <laughs> yeah. And then I started thinking about it later, and I'm like, you know, I'm kind of glad she kept me from calling this game because my kids are going to love this game. So if you think of it like a kid-level or, or maybe gateway entry-level worker placement that's not water deep, and here's the, here's the kicker. You guys want to know the secret of asking for troubles? Because I really think its time investment is disproportionate to what you're talking about, the in-game scoring. And so if you half that deck of cards, that, that those, those cards that come out that kind of set the end of the game, you just, just play with half of them. You're not playing an hour game anymore. Now you're playing a 20-minute, 30-minute game, and, and your time investment is less, and suddenly you've got a, you got a pretty manageable game that you can lose and then go play another game, or you can get frustrated with and go do something else, and you, and you, haven't, you haven't just blown your whole night on a game that, that does what you do, with the, that you, you're issued with, which, which is the global market for stealing cards. You know, For my kids, I'm like, you know, deal with it. That's life, kid. <laughs> you you went for that promotion. Someone else got it. Well, Congratulations. But life lessons from board games. It's I, I you know, and this was actually the first of all my games to get cold. It was one of the first ones I ever traded away. I, I'm pretty sure it is. He's the pretty first. bitter about this. Um, well, I, I would I would try having the deck as long as the end goals are up front. Uh, I could maybe deal with that. Noted. Um, when you come over, my kids ask, Uncle Shuck, will you play Asking for Troubles? Now, now, kids. Half the deck, <laughs> tell me the end goals. And then you'll play, right? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. You'll, you'll, it, you'll sit through a game with us? Maybe I, could, maybe I could deal with it. It depends on what else is available, <laughs> which we know our collections, there's plenty available. So I don't know. I just... Uh, That's I a c- solid no. <laughs> <laughs> it's a maybe. It's a maybe. I, I can see your problems with the game. I... I think uh, when we did that review, I mean, I, I found it enjoyable, but I think also because of the group we played with. And yeah, had, if you uh, watch a review online, that was a that was a crazy night. I think crazy I, had, night. Yeah. I had more fun filming than I think Gabe, I did playing. Gabe was with us. Gabe and made that game. <laughs> Gabe was, was with amazing. us. We need to bring Gabe on more things because he can entertain us in ways that have nothing to do with what we're doing on the uh, with board game or otherwise in life. Yeah, I, I think the game had a bunch of. I'm like, I'm with you, man. I, I think the game had a bunch of really great ideas, but it didn't quite add up. Like when you put everything together, it didn't add up to what I I would have hoped it would have been. And I remember you talking about the game for for months ahead of time, and I'm thinking, okay, this is going to be really awesome. And it wasn't bad, but it wasn't like I just I don't I I understand where you're coming from. I man. think that may be the most negative review we've had on YouTube. You think? Maybe as yeah. far as our as far as our YouTube, what I what we, I said. It's been a while since I looked at it, but yeah. probably. Yeah, I would I would think so. Yeah. Um, well, well, just Brian, what, what's your disappointment there? Oh man, um, for my disappointment, my biggest disappointment, you'll have to go on our website and look at our review for. I think I know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> for, I, w- I want like some ominous voice. Can you can you edit? Lords of Zidit. Like <laughs> I knew that was it. Yeah, was Lords it. of Zidit. Uh, we joke about this. Um, as a group, none of us really like the game. And that's not why it's the biggest disappointment, by the way, um, because we didn't like it. And I, it's because so many other reputable reviewers that we won't name names, but everybody here has probably heard of, liked it. It has liked it. We've watched them play it and even enjoyed it. We've watched them at a con play it uh, and even enjoy this game. And uh, and we're sitting here watching them going, how are they liking that game? Lords of Zidit is 
is synonymous in our group with uh, cuss words. <laughs> yeah. We replace cuss words often with Lords of Zidit. Um, you stump your toe, Lords of Zidit, or, or yeah. you know. <laughs> oh, Zidit. Or, oh, yeah, or you just shortened yeah. to Zidit. Zidit, yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, we, did, we did a review of this online, and I guess that's why it's the most disappointing, because w- when, when I got this game, I picked it up on a whim. I, I, I'm not really big in programming games anyway. I didn't have a – but everybody's talked so highly of this game, people that we trust. Yeah. Have talked really highly of it, and I thought surely it's it's not as bad as it looks on paper. No matter how much Shuck says it is, but and and he's the he's the rule book whisperer. He usually knows these things. Um, but I went with it anyway. I even played a mock game by myself, right? Um, where you know how I do. I, I put it out and I try a little round by myself before I ever bring it out in front of other people. And I'm like, this is not fun. This is really fiddly. But surely. We get this to the table, and we will we will enjoy ourselves, and, and it'll. And this is back when we were playing our unplayed games. Um, we had uh, I have had this game on my shelf for over a year. Never played it. Finally got to play it on one of our unplayed game nights, and I feel like I've wasted one of my unplayed game nights where I got to pick the game. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you apologized at the end. Of I've that apologized evening. many times. I'm still sorry, <laughs> guys. I apologize. I'm still I'm, I still feel bad about uh, that. I'm sorry. I made y'all sit. That. Two, two and a half hours, bad. five hours of zit it. I don't I think know. You, I think we stopped and you said, well, I, I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I, I think it, it was, was more, an experience. Yeah, it, it was, was an experience. <laughs> it was a disappointing experience. I think when we were done, you're like, well, now we've played that game. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's like I can mark that off the list. It's like, okay. Yeah, it's one of those kind of moments where it builds character. Um, uh, so issues with the game, it's just super fiddly, super duper fiddly. And programming games in general are, are already hard. It's already a hard genre to come in and be interesting in a programming game. But but some programming games have done it well. Um, this one, it was a patchwork, and, and we, we've talked about this online, but it was a patchwork game um, where it was like a collage that really didn't fit together. Too many mechanisms going on at once. Um, somebody really trying to do everything they wanted in one game, and, and it really felt like to me the game didn't even know what it was, what kind of game it was trying to be. Yeah, I call those Frankenstein games. Frankenstein games, thank there you. you. Know. That was that was a good term, I think, that was thrown out. So it was a big disappointment for me. Um, I think it was a big disappointment for, for gaming in general. Um, but <laughs> especially for me because wow. I spent money on it. And, and at least, I don't know, it's, it's like watching a bad movie. And you keep watching it thinking... It's got to get, get better. <laughs> At some point, I'm going to enjoy this. Yeah. It, it just keeps getting worse. You're like, why am I watching this? It's like those old 80s cult classics. Yeah, I watched one oh, of those the other day thinking, okay, what's the hype? Yeah. I don't get it. Well, Lord, <laughs> Lords is it. it. And Lords is it. I mean, it is. It's, it's a bunch of zit it. And that's, that's all I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> I think, think um, oh, my, my disappointment is another game that I know is very popular with a lot of people, but just did not, just did not hit i guess all, all the notes i needed it to hit um above and below by ryan lockett it's a beautiful game oh you know has I, some storytelling elements yes. I, I got it to play with my family um and maybe i should have kept it around longer to uh to play with, you know play with this group or some other groups but um it i really like the storytelling you have this cool book and like you go spelunking in these caves and you, you have these encounters my, my issue was i liked I like some of the pieces, but when you put them together, like for example, there's there's supposed to be this whole Euro game mechanic, a, a little bit of maybe of um, action selection, worker placement kind of thing, where you move your 
your characters around your your villagers and they each have certain strengths or things they can do and um, like certain people can build and certain people are really great exploring surviving and so you, you would go exploring most turns to get some stuff you'd go exploring and that was really great but the city building part of it just kind of fell flat like if you were to take if you were to cut out that that storytelling element would the city building city building kind of euro game be strong enough on its own and the answer for me was no and I thought, well, okay, that's, you know, I, that's understandable. It's, it's mainly a storytelling game. But the, the stories, and they, they were really good, real, well, well written. Some of them were. Some of them were, you know, I mean, you've got like 300 little entries. I mean, not all of them are going to be just great. But it just, it never seemed like to really, it just felt like, it felt flat for me. You know, like I, I liked all these elements of it. I, I even get excited talking about it. Like it sounds really cool. And like the secret cabal guys loved it. A lot of other people love it. Like reviewers who, who I'll go to. And well, man, we could not. We could. I could. I could not enjoy it. Like I tried to enjoy it. And my kids were like, "Oh, this is pretty fun. Uh, can we play this next?" And it's like. So I knew the <laughs> fact. Like like with the storytelling, next. I thought my kids would like it. Yeah, <laughs> that's and, a bad sign. <laughs> yeah, they were like, "Can we go back and play like yeah, Agricola?" And I was like, "Well, yeah, we can always play Agricola. I mean, in my house, but." Um, you know, don't you want to play this new game? And they're like, yeah, no, not really. And so for me, it's not that it was like a horrible game. It's just I think I built up what it was going to be from hearing about everyone that maybe the game, maybe maybe the game was never going to get a fair chance in, in, in my collection. You know, like maybe I, I went in expecting the wrong thing. So maybe it's me or and, and because the game was beautiful. There was elements of the game that I really liked, but it just fell flat for me. And so I, I ended up, I bought it in cold, like I ended up calling it within like a month. Like we played it several times and I kept, like even like after I realized I didn't really enjoy it, I was still getting the game out. Like, let's try this. Maybe I would really enjoy it. And it was like, man, I, you know, I, I want, it's a game I wanted to like so bad. Like, like, you know, you were excited about Zit it and then you play it and you're like, is this it? You know I mean? So, and that's not to trash, you know, Red Raven games or Ryan Lockett. I mean, Dude's a great artist. He's a great oh, man. game, I, game I love, designer. I love Ryan Lockett games, and this is one I've never been interested interested in. So I've I've always thought, kind of at what you're talking about. It, it, I kind of feel vindicated in a way. Like how could I? Everybody loves this game, and I've really have no desire to jump into it. So not having played it, I, I kind of feel like you know I'm I'm kind of in line with that. I think if I was maybe like in more into like role playing the characters, maybe like I would just have just enjoyed it. But maybe I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm. Maybe the game is just not for for me. But I don't think it's a bad game at all. Like I think, and there's a lot of people love it. When I went to go trade it, it was like a day or two. And the thing was gone. So, sure, you sure. Know, I mean, it was like oh, it's got it's people. Got a people lot love of, that game. Like, people do love that. You, game. you could sell or, or trade a copy of that game. Well, it's in name a heartbeat. recognition too. I mean, Ryan yeah. Lockett. Just yeah. people know yeah. him. It's boom. Well, that yeah, game I got, always a, look that game got a lot of attention on on Kickstarter. I mean, it was it was a really well funded Kickstarter game, and so. Uh, I think a lot of people have high hopes for it, but that that, that goes again to what we were talking about, how you had this expectation for the game based yeah. on what you saw about it and what other people yeah. were saying about it. And then you go into it and it goes, and that doesn't really fit what I experienced, you know? Yeah. So how does, you know, so it's a, it's a letdown. So you could, I mean, I don't know if you guys go to go to a movie sometimes and it's a movie you're kind of like, you know, I, I don't really yeah. have that high of expectations. And you walk out going, that was a lot better than I thought. And really, it's kind of a mediocre movie, but it's because of where your expectations are yeah, set before you go in. definitely. And, um, so, I mean, one of the examples of that I love to give is uh, is a food example. Um, I went to my parents' house one day, and 
my mom loves to bake and loves to make stuff and so she had these uh little pastries sitting out on the on the countertop and i was like ooh cookies you know and so in my brain i saw myself taking one of those putting in my mouth getting a sweet treat and i put it in my mouth and i got salty like grainy and i, I just had this look on my face like ugh, what is what is that and and she looked at me she goes oh those are cheese crackers i was like <laughs> Okay, I mean they're homemade cheese crackers that look like little thumbprint cookies, you know, minus the <laughs> minus the icing. So I'll, anyway, but once I knew it was a cheese cracker, it was actually really good. Yeah. Um, anyway, but um, Gary and I were talking before this about you know, kind of like, you know, I don't have a, a whole lot of disappointments anymore in gaming, and I think it's because I do so much to set my expectations before. Uh, I do a lot of research. Um, I know the the industry you know, pretty well now because I, I pay attention to it so much and because I'm real picky with what I buy. I buy way fewer games now. And so um, maybe we can come out of this saying, you know, the way to avoid disappointment in game is buy fewer games and buy what you, you know, what you really researched and what you know. And but if I could add to that, don't get caught up in Kickstarter. Yeah. I've probably had more Kickstarter disappointments than than not, so... You know, a lot of those games you can get at retail later on. I mean, not saying don't help some of these small indie guys get published, but if it's like a big publisher, you, chances are you're gonna get you can get the same game. Well, I mean, that on, came up know. recently with the the Clans of Caledonia. Um, I really want that game, but we know it's already gonna hit market. They've basically said that, and the Kickstarter you're not getting a whole bunch of extra for it, yeah. other than a cheaper price. And so just kind of wait till it drops if you really want it. You don't have to have it now. You're not going to get Man, it for a manage year. Manage your anyway. expectations. You well, know? One, one thing I will say, and it's something that um, it's something that Sam Healy told me when we were interviewing him at the Wessex Tabletop Con. So you can check that on YouTube. But um, yeah, more at, plugs at YouTube at youtube.com <laughs> slash um, But anyway, uh, one thing he said, and it's been very helpful for me because because uh, you know what he said was, and I'm not going to say this just. Just as good. So go click on that video, um, and it's 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 something in in the line of like what you like, and just be honest with that about yourself. You know, you don't have to like a game because someone else likes it. And and the follow up in my mind is, you don't have to think what's wrong with me because I don't like this game. Yeah. You know, you everybody else at your gaming group may love something that you just don't like, and that's fine. Um, you may be disappointed, but but. There's there's nothing wrong with you because you don't like a game that everybody else likes, uh, yeah. you know. So, just be yourself. Game, figure out what's in your niche, and um, and hopefully you're you're with some people that'll that'll play what you like too. Yeah, there's games on the on like the BGG top games list and the hotness and stuff. All you know, it's like that I look at it and I'm like, that's I know that's not for me, you know. And I I know that um, I mean if someone else bought it, I'd try it and play it because it's you know ranked so highly but that's there's such a diverse group of people rank rating those games so what about for new gamers though how do they handle situations like that because they're probably going to have more disappointments at the beginning than they are i mean similar to us you think so or do you think they i mean yeah i was starting out i loved everything well and and maybe that's the case but i i could see a a thing happening where you just you buy a bunch of the most popular gamer and they they dislike most of the things they they get into they're probably not gonna be a gamer for long maybe it's not their hobby well well, i think they just they might get shoehorned into like not shoehorned but like uh into a certain direction they'll be pulled uh they'll maybe get a vast variety of games at the beginning and 
kind of, ah, I don't really like these, and then they just start going this way, and then so that would, I mean, it's a minor disappointment, maybe. But maybe if we had some kind of list for new gamers, we need to do that. This is this is the game. Just kidding. We, we've been talking about this. <laughs> <laughs> no, really, but I think, yeah, I think for me, like. When I was a new gamer, I, I agree with you. I liked everything. Everything I liked. I, was, this is I so think cool. most I love, new gamers like just about everything. But I think what happened for me, like what, what where Chuck, I think Chuck has a point, is that a lot of those games I would play, like say those games I got in that first six months or year that I that I got into the hobby, and then I go back and play them a year later, and I realize, wow, this is not as good well, as course, I thought it was. Your tastes refine because over now time. I've tried. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All these other games in my and I, I, you start refining that taste, and you're like, oh, I really like. I'm pulling in this direction, but that doesn't that um, doesn't affect their experience that first time they no, play it or when they. When but they when first you go back to it, you might hobby. be like, oh, this isn't as good sure, as I remember. But we can say, but that 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 point is moot because, like, I feel that way about Hero Quest. I played Hero Quest when I was, I don't know how old, like like eight and nine and ten maybe, um, and I played the crap out of that game. I went back and tried to play it as a twenty something year old, and and. And it's that? horrible. Well, <laughs> that's not old, but but I went back and played it uh, about oh. twenty years ago, and it was it wasn't as much fun as it was when I was much younger, you know. Um, but that's okay. I think that's going to happen. And if you're gonna if you're gonna try to tell somebody to try to avoid games to to keep from being let down, you're really depriving them from oh, that no, experience. No, no. You, you should get that experience. I think the best thing for a new gamer is probably to find a game night in your area and start trying out games before you start buying. That's probably the best yes. advice that I can yes. give. That was going to be my advice too. Is, is is buy fewer games than you think you should, and play all the games. Play you everybody can. else's yeah. games, and, and yeah. you know what? And then doesn't... once you find games that you really really like, <laughs> get Sorry. those games. That's exactly what I did with Power Grid. <laughs> what are we gonna say? Like, <laughs> you know what doesn't disappoint? The more you have of it. Real L Brewing <laughs> Company Black Quad. The more you drink of it, the better it is. <laughs> the better. I just you thought I'd, I'd throw that in there. Yeah, Sorry. no, that was good. I saw anyone. you go in that direction while Brian was getting all serious. <laughs> no, no, this return to Brian's seriousness. I, 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 think, I don't even I think, know what I was saying. I, I don't. Even, I don't even know what I was saying. But uh, well, I guess that's a good. Because uh, the good, uh, like, cause good the the segue into uh, into our next topic. So let's talk a few, about a few um, surprises, games that that maybe have surprised us, or um, you know that. We, Maybe that we weren't exactly expecting to get what we got from that game, or maybe we expected nothing when we went into the game, and we're pleasantly surprised. Um, well, just Brown, would you care to start? Sure. Um, so this is this may not come as a surprise to people. We, we've talked about this before on our website. That's at www.pubmeeple.com. and uh, we recently did a spotlight on this game and its Great Western Trail. And um, Ooh, good one, yeah. There, and, I, and I'll tell you why this was such a surprise for me because there there was a lot of hype around this game. There, uh, this was lauded as a fantastic game by lots of people, uh, but I was surprised because it was didn't seem like it was the game for me going into it. For me, I don't like deck building. You know, I don't like really complex, heavier euros. I've never played an Alexander Pfister game in my life. Um, this this seemed like it was really outside of my wheelhouse. I wasn't interested in the theme at all. We broke it out, and I was like, sure, let's play this. And I absolutely love this game. Couldn't wait for the reprint to come back out. Got a copy myself. Sleeve the cards even. I mean, I, I really like Great Western Trails. So. And that game is so good. I mean, and I understand where you're coming from, like, for – I know, like for the, I just think for the other three of us, 
we were pretty sure we were going to like that game. But I know for you, you were kind of going into it. I was pretty sure you, I was going to. You were like, like man, I'm just going to try it, right? I actually didn't know anything about it because the theme kind of put me off. I'm not okay. really a big but I don't. I don't guy. like deck building at all, and that's one of my favorite aspects of the game. So. You know, I think the way they did the deck building in that game, though, I mean, it's it's just one mechanism among many, and it's, it's, it's pretty light. Um, I mean, it is integral to the game, but it's not what the whole game revolves around necessarily. So, I mean, I, I, I think – the way he just incorporated so many little elements to that game, I think, yeah, definitely. I guess I'll go next. Um, I actually want to talk about a couple games, but uh, from a, a some, I guess, differing perspectives on how they surprised me. And the the first one is one that um, it was one that I had high high hopes for, um, but it just happened to exceed my expectations, and that was. Um, uh, mechs versus minions and um is one of those games that um, so fun yeah that uh you when you when it was announced it was like who's making a game right games the the maker of the you know video games you know league of legends is making a board game Kinda okay came out of nowhere right and, <laughs> yeah and so i looked at it and i was like man this game looks amazingly produced and it was like i i, I just couldn't pass up the the price on it and um so I ended up getting it and kind of going, okay, you know, the, I, I really hope this game is cool kind of thing. And I had, I still had high hopes for it um, um, just based on the way it looked and everything. And, and it's, it, the people were talking about it and man, but it, it even beat those expectations. Like uh, it was one of those, especially for a programming game. Yes. And that we were talking about Lords of Zidit earlier and, um, yeah, for a programming game, I mean, this this game really, for me, it, it it just hit it out of the it's park. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's 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 really well produced, and the game itself is fantastic. So, but the other, um, anyway, that was Mechs versus Minions. The other game is one that, and I want to talk about. Uh, uh, it's kind of funny how price can affect our expectations for a game. So you find a game on sale, right, and uh, you haven't heard much about it, and uh, it's like you know, dirt cheap in the, in the bargain bin. And you're like, eh, I'll, you know, I'll give it a shot and see. But that, um, and this game is Serenissima. Um, it's a, it's a game about, um, mm, trading in the Mediterranean. Trading <laughs> in the Mediterranean. <laughs> well, wait a second. Yes. You got my attention, sir. <laughs> no. So, um, it's a game about shipping goods back and forth between ports in the Mediterranean Sea. And, and, uh, and more. And yeah. And, and, well, but there, there's some combat involved with it, and uh, anyway, but it was one of those games that are there cubes? Yes, there are, <laughs> there cubes. are cubes. I will play it. Good, because okay. we're going to get it out soon. Um, <laughs> it was one of those games that, because of the price of it, I just didn't have that high ex- high of expectations, and we got it out, and I was just like going, "This game is amazing. Why is it priced so low? Why? What? What happened? Did it just not get attention, or did you know what happened? Um, fantastic game." Um, the 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 way that the mechanisms in it intertwine uh, just creates a, a great experience. So I've been interested in, in in that game for a long time. I, ha- I still haven't played it, but I've asked you about it. I think more than once because I forgot you had it. Yeah. Um, and it's it's a game I've been interested in for a long time. Uh, I think um, I think it 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 marries some some mechanics that I've been interested in as far as wanting a a a uh, I. I desire this age of sale game or this game at sea mm-hmm. um but still have something that's that's more than either just combat 
or just trading, right? But something that kind of marries the two together in in, in a and, way that's kind of balanced and marries it so well too. I mean, anyway. So all that to say, I mean, you can't judge a game just based on uh, you know bargain bin status. It's like no, this is this is a legit game that I guess just didn't get that much attention, and so the price came down on it. But uh, you can find some real gems uh, even there. So why great, have I never heard of this game? I've heard of it. It's on my want to play list. And when I found out he owned it, I was like, well, I don't need right. to buy it now. It's, I'm going to beg him to play it. Next time. I saw Manila is back on Amazon. That was a hard to find trading in the Mediterranean. Really? Game. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to research this. I'm, I'm going to BTG I've, tonight. I've been wanting that game forever. But anyway. Manila. Ma- Manila. Manila? All right. It's named after a city. I have no idea how good it is. Yeah. The envelope. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Gary will probably get it before I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, well uh, Chuck, what is your uh, what's your surprise game or a game that has surprised you? So I guess going back to our Kickstarter fun, sometimes there are some surprises. Um, the The Guardians Explorer was one of my biggest surprises. Oh yeah. Um, it it was a game that we were reached out to to do a preview for, and um, I, I really didn't know much about it. I probably would have completely overlooked it on Kickstarter. Um, d- the artwork's really amazing, but I didn't really know much about the game. Um, it's it's a deck refinement game as opposed to a deck building game, which is really kind of neat. You start off with a deck and you're trying to trim it down to get this really awesome engine building, which is one of my um, favorite mechanisms uh, we talked about in the first episode. Um, you you get this really awesome engine going through your deck building. Um, what what's kind of what surprised me about it um, was that uh, it. It's kind of a Frankenstein game, a little bit. It's a, it's a little bit fiddly in the way that, you know, all the things that you're doing on the board. Um, and so those are things I don't typically like. But for some, I mean, it's it's got all of my favorite mechanisms kind of packed into one game, and they, they work really well together. Uh, there's drafting at the beginning, which you don't have to do. Uh, it definitely makes the game, it ramps up the difficulty doing the drafting. But it, it, it has your engine building. Uh, it's got some worker placement, uh, a little bit of set collection, some area influence, and just a little bit of take that. That I, I, I just love messing with people's plans. Mm-hmm. Unless it's, you know, obviously uh, Lords of Zidit <laughs> nonsense. <laughs> but uh, it, it just, all the things just meshed really well together. And it was one of those that I came in with really low expectations. And it just exceeded everything that I was thinking that it would be. Uh, the rulebook was uh, put together fairly well, and um, it's got a lot of extra content in the rulebook that helps you out. Um, it was just, it was good. And one of the things, I, I went back and looked at the review that we did on it uh, when we did the preview, and one of the things I, I said uh, was the, the decisions uh, were tough because of the timing that you had to do with them. And uh, I haven't gotten it to the table in a, a little while, uh, I was going to try to get to the table a week ago so I could remember before we did the podcast, but um, it's uh, th- that timing thing I remember was being, it was really, really tough decisions, and I like those kinds of decisions that just force you to decide between, you know, do I do this, but it's going to mess me up later if I don't do this other thing now. And Did he ever go retail this game? Yeah. I don't. Yeah, I saw it. Did I saw he? it on. Uh, I think I saw it on Cool Stuff. Did you? Okay. I know that there's supposed to I'm be. I'm gonna look it up right now. I know that there's supposed to be another. Um, uh, it was actually on sale on Cool Stuff recently. 
I think there's supposed to be like a, it's not an expansion, I don't think, but it's uh, going to be a, another like installment of this world, hmm. which I think is kind of interesting. He, I, I haven't, cool. I haven't heard anything else about it. It's been a while since he done an update, uh, but um, uh, I, I just, I really enjoyed this game. Like I, I really, I need to get it to the table again because it just, it, it's such a great game. Everything that's going on. There were a lot of cool elements to that one. I mean, like you said, the deck refinement was was a little bit different in that normally you're trying to, with like a deck building game, you're trying to add cards to your deck and then discard the ones you don't want. With this one, you start out with a full deck and you're trying to get rid of the ones you don't want to get that good engine going. And and if y'all remember, you can still add cards to the deck because there's sometimes you want a certain combo and you're like trying to dig to find that combo. Um, but the main part of this, which is what I enjoy about deck building, is calling the deck, getting rid of the things that you don't want. Mm. And there are so many opportunities to do that. Here it is. It's $27 on, on cool stuff. There you go. Yeah, it's worth it. Go yeah. get it. No, that, that game, for, for 27 bucks. that's, that's yeah. a steal. For, what, for how much fun we had with that game and like the, the depth you have, because, I mean, you could, there's a lot of replayability in The theme game. saved it for me because, as I just mentioned, I don't like deck building at all. And I think even in the review, I mentioned I'm, I'm I was probably out of my element the most, uh, but the theme was so much fun. Oh, like that like, was a fun, it fun was a theme, fun game. So and even then, if you don't, if you sit at the table with someone else that owns it, go ahead and play it anyway. You'll enjoy the theme, even if you don't like the, 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 the kind the, of the kind of gameplay. The quality that came out of the Kickstarter was really good. Um, all the chipboard was was really good, nice thick chipboard. Uh, I mean, it's not like one of your low production Kickstarters. This is this is a good. Quality game, so I would go get it if I mean if it's available, grab for, it. For twenty-seven bucks, that's a good deal for for <laughs> what you get for that game. Yes, it's a really good deal. Um, what about you, Gary? Did you get a, any nice surprises? Yeah, I, you know, and actually, we talked about this last. I believe it was last episode. Um, but I have I had a little trouble uh, coming up with surprises and disappointments because, as, as Brian mentioned, um, or proper Brian mentioned, um, you know, I I tend to at this point. In the hobby, I tend to research games a lot, so I kind of feel like I know what I'm getting when I go into them. But when we played Ennis, Ennis is, is, is my surprise game because when we went into it, I thought area control is not really my jam. I mean, I don't dislike area control. I, I like it, but they're not the games that tend to draw me in. And so I thought, well, I'll enjoy this game, but, you know, I didn't, I didn't expect much. We had so much fun that night, and like uh, we talked about it last time. Uh, so, if if you want to hear more, a little bit more, uh, us talk about it a little bit more. There's there's last episode where we talked about it some, but I will say this: like the fact that like every battle we had, we didn't have too many battles, but every one was like this key point, like turning point in the game. Mm-hmm. And then, and then I, I had so much fun with the uh, the drafting element of the game, like. I did not when I went into that game, I didn't expect the drafting to be like so integral. Like it was amazing. Like Brian kept feeding proper Brian, um, I'm sorry. Proper Brian and I were next to each other and so uh just Brian was across the table from Get me. Get it right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he was feeding me cards and he basically like was like like a puppet master. He was like, If I give this to Gary and play this card, like if I play this card, he's gonna he's gonna try to deny this action. And he was like, he guessed, he was, he guessed exactly what I would do, and so like he would play this card early on, knowing that hey, I'm going to use my card to deny that action, and then he'd play this more powerful card like on round three or four, and he'd know that I already, already basically 
gave up my, you know. So I mean, he was like, he was playing me like 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 a chump, man. I mean, it was it was crazy. Like, I mean, it, it, if it wasn't so beautiful, like it, the way he did it was just like so good. Like I would have been upset, but otherwise, I mean, I was actually like impressed. I was like, and then so then I started trying to like get into that, and so like all three of us were like getting into each other's heads. Like, <laughs> if I give, like, I mean, it's it, it's a game where. Every action you, you're giving up is potentially a really good action. Like right, that I, someone else is going to get. Yeah, like I've got like yeah. four cards, and I get to keep one of them, and I like all four of them, or at least three of them. And yeah. so, to me, the drafting in that game was so so tough because, like, I mean, I've never played. I mean, I've played plenty of games of drafting, but in that one, like, you hated giving up some of those cards. Like, well, you really hated it. One of the funny things about that is it's not that dissimilar from just like. If from a, like in a worker placement game, like like I'm going to take this action, which leaves that one open. You know, yeah. you, you do that, but in this, you're physically handing them the cards. That's an that's, interesting way of looking at it. The, you're like, you're like yeah. physically handing well, them the cards that's going to be your potential demise. And you're yeah. you're thinking to yourself, I'm handing Brian these cards, and I hope he doesn't choose this one. I hope he I hope he gets back to me, knowing that it probably won't. But when it does, you're pleasantly surprised. But then you got to thinking. If he didn't take this card, what, what did he, he have? Yeah. <laughs> like, what surprises are in store for me? It's like, what all you, mind games? Yeah. Is what so, it was. I mean, and the the drafting in this game because because Comet didn't at least in our game. I don't know, like other people's games in this. We we played the one game, but other people's games may like beat combat like every turn. But combat in to me in that game was like this threat, this ever present threat. It could happen. No one really wants it to happen because it's going to suck for everyone involved. But, like, it's there, and it could happen. Well, and, and when it yeah. did happen, it had a huge impact on the game. Well, the game would have ended, like, three rounds earlier, but uh, just Brian and I were like, no, we cannot let you win. And then I think he Aww. ended up winning. Um, it was just like, yeah, it was, it was crazy. I like, I like drafting in games, and I will say that, that I think Inish is my favorite drafting experience to date. Um, I would totally all the drafting agree. games I've had, Inish was the most fun I've had drafting in games. Well, and that's where for me, like, I, I went in thinking, I'm probably going to kind of like think this game's all right. And then I, 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 I think I told you at the end of the night, um, I'm not a huge fan of air control games. So I said, anytime you want to play that game, please call me. Like, let me know. Like, Anytime you want to play that game, I will play it with you. And so here, here's a game that I went into thinking I'm going to enjoy it because I like playing games with these guys, but I don't know that I'm going to really love the game. And I left thinking this was one of the highlights of my gaming so far this year, and I would play this game any day. Now, I, I don't know that I'm going to buy it. And that's high praise. Because <laughs> you have it, and you're prob- you're one of my of my audience for that game. Like I just don't think I'm going to get my, my wife and kids to play that game. You hear a lot of guys talk – praise about these games but they're usually newer when they talk about them and and there's usually positive reviews going out to these games while they're new and then a year later you hear the same people talk about them they're not they're not as great and so i always kind of listen to other reviewers talk about these games with a little little bit of i don't i don't know just just uh, cynicism to it like sure you know that's that's how you feel it's about the next. That. It's the next hotness, so, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, or but but I, I really feel like that was one that um, while I wasn't as interested in, it, yeah. it really did surprise me. You guys are making me feel really good about my purchase now. Oh yeah, no, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, totally. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you, you won it, on that. One. Like I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna just invite myself over to play in this. You again. won. 
and Sean lost because he wasn't there. Yeah. <laughs> we need to play, we need to get a four player game. I think the map would, would be enjoy it. like as as it was fairly crowded at three players. At four players, like there would probably would more. There would be more combat. I would enjoy that most. And Sean needs yeah. to sit left to me so I can pass him the cards. Oh yeah. Puppet I just don't want to sit left to you because <laughs> you were playing me like a I mean like I, I like you, a fiddle. Like I would play a card, you go, I knew you were gonna do that. I'm like, oh I, I hate when he says that. I really didn't. I just kept saying that. <laughs> but it's like in, in my mind I was like, How did he know? Just hey, part of getting in your head's part of the game. Yeah. All right. Well, um all right guys. Well, um man, I mean I I really enjoyed this discussion. Uh you know, we always get to uh get to have a good time when we get to talk about games. Um I guess we'll kind of call that a wrap for tonight. Um, Aw, do we have to? <laughs> so for more pub people content. Medina, right? uh, <laughs> I do have Medina. <laughs> oh, yeah, we'll, we'll play some Medina. <laughs> we'll but, call um, it a night and we'll play some Medina. For some more pub people content, uh, check us out at uh, pubpeople.com and also, uh, as we've already said multiple times, youtube.com slash pubmeeple or uh, our, our handle on uh, Twitter and Instagram is uh, at pubmeeple. Um, and if you guys just uh, shoot us a uh, – Email at uh, pubmeeple yeah. at gmail.com if she you have any questions. Just an email and say, what's up? Yeah, what's up? Or like, hey, uh, I really think you guys should talk about this. I mean, uh, you know, we'd love some discussion topics or questions. Um, you know, Tell we'd us love about to what's going on in yeah. your life. We've actually responded to some of those, uh, like, you know, yeah, like, oh, well, you had a baby. Hey. And then we'll, I haven't even checked on a guy like a year later. How's your baby? Dude, we will totally respond to you. I mean, even if you have a baby, we'll, we'll <laughs> you know, we'll be like, hey, I, some names are, or proper Brian's a great name for a child. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you know, Chuck, Chuck's a great name. But, um, you know, so um, send us any questions you have or, you know, hey, uh, any suggestions for the show. And as always, just thank you for listening. To say something. He I always think, says something. At, at, at some point, you're supposed ya. to go like, "Peace out." No, I don't. I don't. I don't have anything. Oh my we, we tease him about it. Now he doesn't want to do it. So <laughs> later.